Welcome to the journey of a journalist. Welcome to the place where I pontificate about pro wrestling. Welcome to J-Cal's view. I'm J-Cal. This is a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. Your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance and the United Wrestling Network. So, over the last few weeks, uh, we've been trying different things out here on the podcast, trying to give you more content, and I think I think I might have broken you. I think I might have given you too much, and, and not too much content, but too much time. See, the pre-party is usually about an hour, an hour long, and the Alliance Guys podcast is usually about an hour to an hour and a half long. And I feel like two and a half hours every week might be just a little bit too much to digest in one sitting. So, again, being this, the home of the journey of a journalist, and being a place where I can discuss my journey with you, I've decided that maybe maybe we'll pull back a little bit. So, instead of giving you a full episode of uh, the pre-party or a full episode of the Alliance Guides podcast, we're, we're going to go back to just giving out little morsels, little meaty morsels. And, uh, well, well, this week, uh, what I would like to talk about is Allison K. Allison K just announced her departure from the NWA. And after this message, we'll get into it. Hope to see you on the other side. You know, we talk about people getting signed. There's always a, a another side to that. You know, when a, a talent gets a contract somewhere, inevitably that contract eventually will run itself out. That would be the case with last night. Allison Kay, former NWA World Women's Champion, announced via social media, Twitter, that she would become a free agent. Now, we saw this happen back in February with James Storm. His contract expired. We saw Ricky Stark negotiate his way out of his contract. There were rumors that Zicky Dice was trying to do the same thing. And as as time progresses, we're going to see more of this. On the long enough timeline everybody eventually will be without a contract now that doesn't mean things won't change and we won't see people be replaced but um, you know Allison Kay the former women's champion defeated Santana Garrett to win that title Santana Garrett was a former world champion as well uh, at the 2019 Crockett Cup in Concord, North Carolina on April 27, 2019. She won that title when Jay's, Jay's, when Jazz vacated the championship uh, due to personal uh, personal reasons. She was unable to compete. So, I mean, that was kind of a bummer. And, and to be honest, it, it's... It, this is kind of... Uh, this kind of news is not unexpected. Because, again... The National Wrestling Alliance has been unable to pivot since January of 2020. 
Um, Allison Kay, you know, she would go on to defend that title against Marty Bell and in, in Ring of Honor. She'd defend against Casey Carlisle at AML. She'd, she'd defend against ODB in the NWA, Heather Monroe with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And, uh, you know, even though she lost the title to Thunder Rosa, she was still considered one of the stronger parts of the roster. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought for sure that we would see Thunder Rosa and Allison K mix it up again for that women's world championship. In the interim, this has little to no impact on what NWA Power is doing because the NWA Power isn't doing anything. Over the course of the last eight weeks, well, really even less than that, seven weeks, they've showcased their titles on Primetime Live, and we have a new set of champions in almost every division. But what does that actually mean? Without a vehicle to showcase these champions, these title changes are borderline meaningless. Now, Serena Deep has already had one title defense in AEW, and I'm would venture to guess that she'll continue to defend that title on AEW, which is great for the division, great for the title, great for the spotlight for Serena Deep. But what exactly does that do for the National Wrestling Alliance? How does that translate into growing an audience or creating a new product, creating content? Those matches are exclusive to AEW unless someone can tell me otherwise. I mean, sure, you could watch them on YouTube. You could watch... Uh, AEW every Tuesday night, Wednesday night on TNT. But at the end of the day, crowning a, a new women's champion has done nothing to help the NWA. Now, sure, sure, don't get me wrong. I do believe that this is just a a part of the story that's being told and, and that uh, there will be some sort of comeuppance. We will see a return to grace for not only Thunder Rosa, but the entire National Wrestling Alliance. But how long are we going to have to wait for that? Gentlemen, it is November 3rd, 2020. And this, this year is thankfully coming to an end. But what does that mean for 2021? What are the plans for the National Wrestling Alliance? What are the plans for NWA Power? As of right now, there are none. When Power debuted just over a year ago, there were talents like Colt Boom Boom Cabana, Ken Anderson, Tasha Steeles would come on later, Caleb Conley, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, C.W. Anderson, Melina, Jane Storm. All of those talents have seemed to either pursued wrestling elsewhere, retired from the sport, or had their contracts expire. That doesn't bode well for me. It doesn't bode well for the NWA. Now, again, I'll be the first one to admit it. This is an easy pivot. There is so much good talent in the world of professional wrestling. And and each one of these little stars that have come to the NWA only to leave the NWA, you know, they all got their start somewhere. Ricky Starks wasn't a wasn't a as big a name as he is today 
before NWA Power. And that's that's just the truth. And, oh, I also forgot about Royce Isaacs. You can add him to that list as well. And I do believe that when the pivot does happen, when the NWA does get back into the studio, whether it be with an audience or without, whether it be on YouTube or behind a pay window, whatever it is, when they do get back to it, I, I know that people will flock back to it because what they were able to produce was good quality content. It connected with an audience. It connected with the fan base. But I think you're going to struggle. There's going to be some obstacles when it comes to getting back to it. Because when NWA power kicked off, I mean, this was before AEW started, right? Around the same time. In the meantime, you have WWE who has gotten leaner but still acquiring talent whenever they can, whether it be through the NXT farm system or or straight out recruiting available free agents. You've got AEW signing up a ton of talent. Lamb just pointed out that Max Caster is now part of the AEW roster. New Japan Pro Wrestling still has options for uh, American wrestlers to travel to Japan to defend, to wrestle, to train, to be best, to be the better, better the best. Sorry, I forgot how to grammar today. Um, but, you know, besides those behemoths that you have to deal with, then you've got promotions like Impact, who I know a lot of people who are watching this right now do not watch Impact, and that's okay. But never sleep on what they're doing because Impact, being on their own network and being able to stream content, whether it be on Twitch or Pluto, and constantly having their product out there. They're getting some good, good publicity. Their wrestling is getting better. Their champions are getting better. I don't want to speak too much to how great they are, but it's becoming a place where people want to work. And let's not forget about Ring of Honor. Their pure, their pure title tournament has been the talk of the town. And what could have been a place, an opportunity for the NWA to pivot and kind of get some of that attention and some of that exposure, Ring of Honor did it. MLW kicks back off on November 6th. We talked to Hammerstone just last week. So there's going to be a lot of adversity and obstacles in acquiring free agent talent. Now, that's not to say there isn't a whole bevy of talent available. Most of the stars of United Wrestling Network aren't signed to contracts. They're on a play-or-pay basis. They show up, and they get booked. So a guy like Michael Bennett isn't exclusive to United Wrestling Network. He goes wherever the wind takes him. Same thing with Watts. Same thing with, uh, well, I mean, basically the entire roster. So if the NWA comes back and they go heavy after these guys that are working for Primetime Live, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And the thing is, so what? There's a wealth of talent and it always finds a way to rise to the top. It's always coming back around again. So I guess what I'm saying is I know that the NWA will pivot. I know that the talent will will come back, that the shows will come back, that Nick Aldis will be your world's heavyweight champion, that Trevor Murdoch will be your national champion, that the Pope will be your television champion. Um, will the tag team titles still seem to be up in the air? Serena Deep is your current women's world champion. When Power returns, they've got an actual pretty good lineup of champions. What they need is a pretty good lineup of challengers. 
So my hat's off to Miss Allison K. She did the NWA proud. She came in and it did exactly what anyone could have hoped for her. She brought attention to the NWA. She brought attention to that Burke. She carried the Burke with pride. She lost it to Thunder Rosa, but she never was entirely out of the picture until now. And who knows? That could change as well. 